everybody, and welcome to the Paragon Sports Consulting Podcast. My name is Colby Drost. I'm the president and founder. Paragon Sports Consulting is a player advising firm helping players of the ages of 14 through 20 navigate their path to college hockey. Uh, obviously, we're in 2021. It's been a really interesting 2020 for sure. I'm excited to, to start up the podcast again. We're looking to have another 18 episodes at least. Uh, I think they're very informative for the parents and the players, clients, um, and I hope a lot of people are, are, are using them uh, as far as resources, uh, as far as helping them, their kid or themselves navigate uh, what they need to be doing uh, as they push the ball forward to college. So again, please be on the lookout for another 18 plus episodes. And I'm excited to be able to share some of these great guests we're gonna have. Today, we've got a special guest, uh, another uh, hockey operations per, uh, position from the BCHL um, today. Tally Campbell joins us. Tally uh, worked in different roles as far as GM, the director of business operations, uh, everything in between. Um, originally with the Alberni Valley Bulldogs in the BCHL, and then uh, he moved on to Nanaimo. And most recently now, his, his current position is vice president um, and general manager of the Cool Pitlam Express. Uh, Tally grew up in Nanaimo, um, and he'll be living, obviously, in Cool Pitlam. Um, so yeah, how's everything going and, and thanks for joining us and, and obviously uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the whole COVID situation or whatever you can tell us. Yes, thank you uh, for having me on the, the podcast here. It uh, certainly is an interesting year for, for everyone, but especially the sports and entertainment uh, world right now that's kind of been flipped upside down in a, in a matter of days back in March. Uh, as you mentioned, obviously, I'm the vice president and general manager of the Clinton Express in the BCHL. I assumed that role in October of this past year. And previous to that, I was the uh, GM of the Nanaimo Clippers. And then, as you mentioned, with the Alberni Valley Bulldogs. So kind of came through the ranks in, in the business area. Uh, obviously, you said I, I'm from Nanaimo. Um, so I grew up here, a season ticket holder of the Nanaimo Clippers, uh, watching them win their championship in 0304. Um, always knew I was not the greatest uh, person at sports. And uh, so I took the kind of the management side of it. Um, I volunteered with the Clippers back then as well. I was their game day host and, I did some community relations stuff, and then, like I said, kind of fell into the position I am today. Uh, in terms of, of things going on with COVID, it's an incredibly tough year, as I said, for everyone, but especially our industry. Um, it's it's up and down, you know, no fans in the building, which obviously is a lifeline to junior hockey, uh, to getting a bit of a glimpse of a season during our extended training camp, to then again being, you know, on partial lockdown again, so... Uh, it's uh, certainly been a roller coaster ride and not one that uh, any of us have wanted to be on. Yeah, interesting year for sure for a lot of people and kids. And, and obviously, there's no perfect situation, but I'm sure you guys are trying to get to the front of uh, just figuring out a plan, I've heard, and things like that. So that's awesome. And hopefully, the kids are able to play in the new year um, in some sort of capacity. Um, I guess just touching on obviously. I love guys and players that grind their way up and do a good job. And eventually, you know, you get to a position that you really wanted and, you know, eventually that position will lead to something else that you want. If, if that's, you know, you have more ambition uh, as far as higher positions and things like that, but you know, what, what's something before we get into like the BCHL and, and the, you know, Coquitlam itself. I mean, I'd just be curious that you've learned, uh, you know, about the hockey world, obviously working the BCHL at a high level, but something that you've learned over the last couple of years and, and even something you've learned about yourself as you've kind of, you know, worked your way up the ladder. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is worth ethic, right? 
is, you know, um, those who, who come out and, and, and like you said, grind every shift and uh, are 100% committed to, to practices and uh, have the, the full picture plan, right? Um, it's it's no, no surprise nowadays that, uh, you know, you, you can see who's got the talent on the ice. That's an easy part for our job uh, when you're trying, looking at recruiting players. Um, it's all the ins and outs of, of the whole picture, right? Um, and that's what we're always looking for is, you know, what are the, what are the the kids grades at, you know, um, what's the, the home life like, you know, having conversations with the parents, um, uh, you know, diving deep into a bit of the the kids past in terms of, you know, are they a a member of their community? Do they help out? So for, for my sense and, and, and building a full complete team is all that, you know? So I would say nowadays, especially with social media, we're having to jump in a bit deeper to every single kid that we sign or recruit um, and really dive in and see exactly what we're getting with this, with this player. Um, but uh, end of the day, I think it starts with what your worth ethic is um, and making sure that every time you're on that ice, even when you're on the bench, you can still be a, a contributing factor. Um, but that's certainly where it all starts. Yeah. I think something that gets lost is like people don't realize like, especially at the level of the BCHL, like everyone's very talented and you start splitting hairs when it comes down to like, who are the guys you really want? I would guess, you know what I mean? Like all the things you just mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. race and character. So, you know, that's, that's an important aspect of it for sure. And I think to, to, to kind of transition more into the league itself for people that aren't familiar with uh, Coquitlam and where you guys are, and then obviously the geography of your division, maybe just give people a brief understanding of what that looks like. Yeah, so the BCHL, in my mind, obviously, I'm biased because I've worked in the league now for six years, is the top junior A league in all of Canada. Um, the, this, 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 every year we're producing, you know, I think it was 196 NCAA Division One scholarships last year to our players. Um, and we're, we're a league consisted of 18 teams now because the Cranbrook Bucks have joined us this year. Uh, obviously, haven't played a, an official regular season game yet. Uh, we obviously have one uh, team in the United States, the Wenatchee Wild. And then we're kind of spread out over this uh, large province of BC. So right to the top of it in Prince George to uh, Vancouver Island, obviously, where we're Nanaimo and, and Alberni and Victorian Cowichan. And then to a little side island over Powell River. Um, and then, of course, we have our mainland teams, which Coquitlam is involved in. Uh, the, the area that we're in in our division, you know, we, we're about an hour to an hour and a half from each team. Uh, it's when you start traveling to the interior where Prince George and trail smoke eaters and the Maris Centennials are where you start getting those long bus trips. Uh, and then we're probably, I think the only league in, in Canada that has to take a ferry as well um, to get to some of our opponents. As I mentioned, Vancouver Island's a, a two hour ferry ride away. Um, so it's a, a, a large province uh, with, with 18 teams inside of it. Um, lots of travel. Um, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of times you, you, you moan and complain about those travel days, you know, it's a, you know, a nine hour bus trip up to trail or, or Prince George. And, you know, after you get into that, the city, you're, you're, you're moaning and groaning of how, you know, your back sore and whatnot, but now you, you realize you take that all for granted. Um, we haven't got to do one road trip this year and you really realize that a road trip, you know, really brings your players together. Uh, they bond over, over that course of time. Um, so it's, it's funny how, Last year, I think we all would agree that we all did not like the road trips and we didn't want to go on them. Um, but this year, we're, we're just crossing our fingers that they return again. Um, so anyways, yeah, the BCHL is, is you know, we're, we're, we're a league that really emphasizes uh, education. So we're continuously on top of our players, making sure that they have all the support and resources they need um, to, to do well in school. So, you know, we have education advisors and tutors that come out and help our players. 
Um, because again, our, our goal is, is like everyone's goal is yeah. The national hockey league, you know, we want to make sure all of our players have that opportunity, but first and foremost is getting that NCAA uh, commitment uh, and advancing your um, career for, for education purposes. Um, it's, it's no shock to anyone that not every player makes NHL. Right. And so sure. you need, you do need that backup plan. And, and I think the BCHL has that realistic goal in mind is continue to work with all those players. And you, and you look right now at the world juniors, you know, you've got Devin Levi Nett, who, who was a, a junior A hockey player. You've got Alex Newhook, who played in our league, the Victoria Grizzlies, who right now uh, is in, in NCAA. Um, so it's certainly becoming a, a more viable option for people. Um, and I think the BCHL is certainly leading that way in terms of providing a, a fantastic game of hockey with the development and resources that each team has. Um, and, and then again, you know, the talent that's there from the player's side is absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's, that's great insight as far as the league and, and all that stuff you just mentioned. And I think moving into, you know, talking about it as an opportunity, you know, we have a lot of coaches on here. I've had some general managers or, or assistant general managers. But just to get your perspective, you know, telling, you know, the players or the parents that are going to listen to this, you know, just how competitive it is for roster spots. So, so you know, obviously, first off, for Canadians, and then second off, you know, for the American slots that you guys have, and maybe just give a little insight into how that process works or whatever you can share with us. Yeah. So that's probably one of the, the, the craziest things that I've realized as I've worked kind of the ranks through the BCHL, of course, as I started in the business department, I didn't get a whole lot of insight into the hockey side of things until of course, when I became over to that department, uh, it is incredibly, um, you know, challenging to make a BCHL team. Uh, the, the talent pool that is there, the recruiting that is done, the scouts that each team has across North America, um, you know, it, it, it blows my mind really um, at how much work gets goes into uh, recruiting a kid. Um, and so, as I mentioned before, you know, you're trying to create that whole picture of player. Uh, you've got, you know, essentially 25 roster spots that continues to be cut down as, as time goes on in the season. Uh, and you're trying to find the, the team that's going to obviously win, uh, you know, the, the Royal Bank Cup at the end of the year. Um, of course, we have six American spots that, that we're allowed to, to give out every year. Um, again, you know, you're, you're continuously working uh, with agents and, and, and teams down in the States and, and prep schools and whatnot, trying to find who your top six Americans are. We've got six 20-year-old spots available too. So again, that's not a challenge that we have. We can't just go out and, and fill our team with, with you know, all 20-year-olds and be the, the oldest team out there and the most experienced. Uh, so there's a fine balance that I think the, you know, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Hockey Canada, and of course the BCHL uh, takes into consideration as, as we build these teams and we build the development of these players. Um, but it's incredibly tough, right? Like we hold spring camps every year, every team does it. Um, you know, as you continue to try and keep finding players out there. And in this level, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of, of um, exposure um, when, you, when you're in the U18 level of hockey or U16 level hockey, or if you're in the academy. Um, so a lot of it is groundwork and you're having to cover a, a large area to try and find who that next player is. Um, so it, it's incredibly tough to be on the player side of things, trying to crack a roster as you continue to work you know, your butt off um, and try and get better every shift, every game, every practice. And the same front, it's, it's, it's just as tough on the hockey department side of each team trying to find the next you know, great one out there. Um, so yeah, it, it's incredibly challenging for sure for any player to, to, to crack a roster. Um, and you know, with the amount of hockey players that are out there and they're only being, you know, 
uh, you know, give it three to 400 spots available. Um, it's, 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 it's certainly tough, but, uh, you know, I continue to give kudos to, to every scout that's volunteering their time and, and all the hockey departments and, and all the parents out there who are continuing to drive their, their, their son to the rink at six in the morning or, or traveling for a tournament, um, you know, across the country. Right. Um, sure. and, and then again, that, that, that's moving to that next challenge of COVID is generally by this time, I'd be talking to you, you know, in Calgary at the max tournament um, where, where we get to see a lot of those 18 year olds and 17 year olds and really get to hone down on, you know, five or six players you want to talk to. And and that tournament obviously is not happening because of COVID. So um, this recruiting year is going to be like no other. Sure. Yeah. It's going to, everyone's going to have to adapt and get creative Um, uh, as far as finding guys. There's a lot of good players too. Like that's the other thing going back to that, statement earlier like when you start splitting airs because everyone's talented when you're looking at guys for the bchl i think i think too touching on like to give just i think to bring this full circle is what is your guys approach or or your experience as far as give people a little get insight into uh, americans right you know you're only allowed a certain number and uh, obviously there's a lot of committed americans that go out there to develop for a year or two um you know people wondering well how do i get up there if i want to play you know, what could you tell tell people about the American kind of uh, player procurement? Yeah, a lot of the American uh, players that, that I've received over the time have been through their agents um, and and working um, you know with their agents or, or their or their teams in, in particular. Um, you know, there there are going to be certain uh, one offs when you go to like the the Chowder Cup tournament or or if you attend a different uh, uh, states tournament, you will see one or two guys that you can certainly reach out to. So the the process in my mind is not necessarily different than Canada. It's just you have you know only six spots to fill, right? So um, the, 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 you know, the cream of the crop is, is a lot smaller in that sense. Um, but same, same thing goes, I, I would tell any kid, you know, uh, work your butt off, uh, continue to, to get better every practice, every game, every shift, um, continue to work with your agent, um, on, on making sure that the agent's working on your behalf, getting your information to, um, teams, whether it be in the BCHL or the AJHL, um, or any team in, in the Canadian Junior Hockey League. Um, and, and, same thing, you know, you really just got to focus on the present, right? You got to focus sure. on how you can continue to, to improve for yourself. Um, and, and that comes, as I mentioned, you know, that comes from your worth ethic. That comes from every shift that you're on the ice to your leadership skills off the ice, whether it be on the bench or in the dressing room to what your grades are like, you know, and, and, and I know it's tough because, uh, you know, these guys are, are 16, 15 years old, 17 years old. And they're juggling so much at such a young age. Um and so making sure you have a, a really good support team around you um, from your parents to your siblings, to your aunts and uncles, to your agent, uh, to the coaching staff you have um, and, and really just trying to, you know, hone down and all those things. So, you know, you, you start spitting all this out to, to these players and it becomes very overwhelming. Um, so, you know, one of the big key things for especially the Americans is having that support system in place um, and, allow the, the you know the, the the course to run its own track here um and continue to, to work on what you need to do um and like i said live in the present you know sure. um be better as, as as a person as a player in the present you know you, you we, we get lost we start looking at what our five-year plan is um and it's always great to do planning we do planning every day with our players but at the same time we've got to tone it back look in the mirror and realize let's be in the present let, let's continue to work what we can work on now and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll get noticed by, by the BCHL team. And again, work with your agent, work with your resources that you have, have a good support system, and uh, hopefully things will land in place for each kid. 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. I mean, everybody today, a lot of kids, big, some are smaller than others, but have some, some sort of support staff. But they, you know, sometimes kids are just, what's next, what's next, what's next? And it's always like, just take it day by day and max out. And over time, you're going to mm-hmm. put a nice resume, you're going to produce, you're going to do well. And that's, at the end of the day, is what's going to get you to that next level, right? If that's a BCHL, yep. NHL, whatever it is. Um, and I think that gets lost in a lot of this because hockey is such a, I don't mean it as actually on the ice, but it's a fast sport and there's a lot of kids going faster than others with their career. It's like, just focus on you, you know, and do you. Um, so I think that's a great point. Um, you know, one other thing, I think before we kind of transition into, you know, just junior hockey in general and Coquitlam itself, you know, um, I always ask this question because we in the States, people have these stereotypes of leagues or this league, this style, this league, that style. Would you say the BCHL has some sort of uh, specific style that you would describe, or is it unique in that, you know, teams are, are all very different in build? I mean, I know they're different, but you know what I'm saying? People say, yeah, BCHL is fast, it's running on, it's offense, you know, there's not a lot of structure. I mean, what, what would you kind of say uh, from your perspective? Yeah, I think that's what does make our league unique is there, you know, there isn't one type um, of player that uh, we have only, right? Um, We're we're unique that I think is very diversified in terms of how each team operates. And and there's no mandate from our league office in terms of of the style of play they're looking for either, right? Yeah, we're called modern hockey, right? We're looking uh, for the next best player. We're looking for the next best scholar. Um, You know, it certainly is fast hockey. It's skilled hockey. You got guys like Kent Johnson, Alex Newhook, who who are going to overshadow what the what the league may look like but uh, there are a lot of players in our league who who don't necessarily fit that um mold either right and who are who are tough and gritty and and, and work their butt off and who, who can lay a big hit when needed and, and who can grind to the last second so i think that's what makes each each team unique which obviously makes our our, our league as a whole unique um and, and what will win you hockey games at the end of the day right um, I, I worked for the Nanaimo Clippers last year, as mentioned, as, as their general manager um, and, and the staff there, uh, head coach Darren Naylor and, and associate coach Colin Burkus there is that was the uniqueness of us. Is, and when we went into the, the season, we realized very quickly there were certain holes we were missing in terms of, uh, of the character of player we're looking for, and the type of player. And, and we added those players and uh, we knew at any time, no matter what the situation was, we knew what guy to put out there. Um, so whether it was, you know, we need we need a quick goal here. So let's put out some fast, you know, uh, top skilled players, or we need a bit of grit and toughness now. Okay. Let's go with this line. Um, so it's trying to find again, that balance, right. And, and that's the biggest thing of junior hockey. I found is that balance. You're trying to find a balance for the player themselves. And, and that's balancing home life, school life, work life, uh, hockey life, et cetera, while still trying to find a balance for your own team. Um, because if you're, you know, if, if we were just a, a league that had, you know, uh, a mandate of just fast, you know, skilled players, I don't think we would be a complete league, you know, um, and we wouldn't fill all, all the, uh, we wouldn't check off all the boxes that uh, people are looking for. So I think that's what makes us very unique is that we do get those high-end skilled players um, that come through our league every year, who, who some will land in the National Hockey League, but we also do get the player who's going to work his butt off um, right to the final buzzer. Um, and, and get you that final point that you need or, or, or get that big hit that was needed to, to, to really, um, you know, um, get your, your team going. So I think that's what the BCHL is, is done a great job on and, and the coaches and general managers have done a great job on is, you know, it's that balance, figuring the balance out, um, knowing that, you know, that the league itself has a reputation that it could probably 
um, steal a few more guys from the United States or steal a few, few more guys from other CJHL leagues. Um, but it's figuring the balance, working with the balance, um, completing a diversified team that I think, like I said, can check every box. Um, and that is, you know, the teams that have, you know, recently won uh, the Fred Page Cup here in BC. Sure. Yeah, I think too, like hitting on those guys, like it is unique where you have the super high end players in the league and you also have those guys that get their scholarship that, you know, March of their 20 year old year, you know, like ride it yep. out, just do all the right things and they're patient and um, it's what makes it, it's, it, it's a great league. And like I said, I've been out there for the last six, seven years, seen it in person and it's, it's awesome. Um, I think, you know, obviously going back to the player, you're, you, your staff and other programs you've been at, like you guys are always recruiting, 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 you know, just to give some advice and again, more perspective on, you know, it's case, I know it's case by case for kid, right? Every kid's different and their needs are different and their development's different, but, you know, a general kind of uh, talking points, you know, what advice would you have for someone going through the junior hockey process? Like they're about to pick a program, um, you know, committed, uncommitted, they're about to continue their development, maybe take that step for the first time. Um, and obviously too, I'm sure you see guys that choose to come to your league over leagues like the USHL or the Alberta or the NA, you know, and, and, and maybe what went into some of those decisions from your uh, experience, obviously you don't have to name players, but just kind of give us your thoughts on all that. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to, you know, living in the moment right now. Right. So, so if you're having that, that opportunity and, 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 you know, um, if a team has reached out to you or, or two teams or whatever it may be, really do your own research too. Right. Um, so anytime I have a conversation with a player, obviously initially it's normally at a game uh, that I find my first interest. And then we start diving into that player. I tell the player and the parents do the exact same thing with my organization. Right. You know, I'm going to be very invasive over the next two to three weeks, finding out your grades, um, talking to some teachers, talking to some, some scouts and whatnot. Um, I expect the, the same on, on that level for them too, right? Uh, dive into what uh, the BCHL is all about. Dive into what the Express is all about. Uh, you know, ask questions in terms of, you know, what it's like in, in our program, uh, what we're doing, you know, what, what's our facility like, what's our gym, uh, who is our education advisor, because uh, you got to check off your boxes as well, right? So although I'm doing the exact same thing in terms of, you know, yep, kid A is A, B, C, D, everything is good to there, you need to do the same thing as well. You need to come to a program that you're comfortable with, uh, the program that you think is going to advance you. Junior hockey is, is such critical time in, in a kid's life um, that it's, it's so vital to make that right decision. Um, and so I, I tell every parent I talk to, every kid I talk to, please do your own due diligence, right? I'm going to continue to sell my program because I think my program is one of the best uh, in the BCHL and one of the best in North America. Um, but your job now is, is, is to make me sell that, right? And, and ask the questions and, and you know, um, potentially if you can, obviously right now we can't, but come down for a fly down to, to Coquitlam and, and see the area and, and meet some players and, and see the facility. And, and then, you know, questions that I always ask is what are your goals? you know, talking present and in, in the next three years um, over your junior career. Um, so really, I, I, I know a lot of times parents are sometimes nervous to ask questions in case, it, it, you know, it sets off the general manager and, and they stop talking to you. I, I, I would hope that doesn't happen with any GM, um, but I make it very clear from the beginning to, to a parent, like, I'm an open book, you know. Um, I'm a young guy myself, 25 years old. I've had to make tough decisions that I've regretted and, and wish I asked more questions on. And I hope that this process we go through, whether you're, you know, we commit to your kid or you guys commit to us. Um, I hope you ask every question that's possible. 
Um, I like to make myself available basically anytime, uh, whether it's a text message or, or a phone call um, and, and really just dive in deep, do your due diligence because junior hockey will be one of the biggest decisions you make uh, in your career. Um, you know, as, as you move on and, and maybe you get to semi-professional hockey or professional hockey, you do have a bit more say in, in, in what you do and where you go. Um, but junior hockey is very vital to the success of your young career and it'll help you, you know, really lay the foundation of where you're going to go to. Um, so I just, you know, really, really encourage every player I talk to, every family I talk to, uh, do your due diligence, uh, ask, ask questions. There is no wrong question to ask. Um, and, and really see if the program is going to be a fit for you as an individual. You know, this is a team sport. We get that. And you're going to have to be a team player and you have to be a leader on and off the ice. But at the same time, this is a very individual decision you have to make that's going to benefit you personally. So um, that's my, my, my biggest advice is just ask the questions, be, be thorough on, on your investigation of the program um, and, and really make sure it's going to fit for you and your family. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, I always tell my players is just go through that process because even if you come full circle, it's going to make you feel that much better about, uh, you know, your decision, right? So, um, and diving in and, and probing and, and just making sure, because uh, it is a big decision. You're going to be moving away. You're going to be living with a new family. Um, it's a lot going on and, and you need all those things to line up so you can be the best version of yourself. You can be wherever you land. So I think that's all great advice, uh, whether the, you know it's a player switching junior leagues or making that decision for the first time. Definitely, definitely good stuff. Um, I think we touched on it a little bit, but you know I've been to uh, is it's, it's a Coquitlam and and I've seen what it's all about. Uh, you know, a small town outside of Vancouver. You know, but let people know you know, what it's about as far as uh, you know what what the area is like, and then you know moving into like your guys' facilities. You know, just like a daily schedule, I know every day can change based on the week and games, but give people like a general idea of the area and, and, and to what you, uh, your setup's like. Yeah. So Coquitlam obviously is, is kind of the tri-city area. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, Coquitlam's the biggest city amongst the, the tri-cities. So there's Port Coquitlam, Port Moody, then beside it is like Burnaby, which is one of the, the fastest growing uh, modern cities in British Columbia. Uh, for myself, I come from the island, uh, so it's a lot smaller there, but uh, it's a big city, right? A lot's going on. Obviously, it's, a, it's an hour drive to the Vancouver Canucks, the National Hockey League. Uh, you've got the, all the major uh, sports teams in British Columbia all within a quick drive. Um, the, the city itself is, is incredibly beautiful. Um, the program for the Express has been built, obviously, the best BCHL team uh, last year. Um, you know, they, they blew out records, franchise wins, and, and, and 14 straight wins, etc., um, and we continue to keep building on that, um, that success. And so, you know, kind of looking at a, at a daily week for the Express, you, as you mentioned, it does change from here, here to there. But, um, you know, every week we, have, of course, have five practices per week. Um, we have our own uh, fitness deal with Innovative Fitness, uh, which we work with Alex there and our players go there on a regular basis. Um, every Wednesday, we have our, our mental health coach come in and, and, and does a seminar and, and some kind of, uh, uh, you know, work with individual players. Uh, Thursday, we obviously have our chaplain come in and has a conversation with our team. And especially nowadays with, with mental health, um, being on the forefront with, with the pandemic and, and you know, uh, we're, we're, we're getting a, a lot of use out of, out of our chaplain right now. Uh, then we do yoga when, when it's permitted. Um, so our guys will, will go with our, our yoga instructor. And then, of course, we, we set a lot of time out in the day to, to work on uh, education and, and you know, making sure that everyone's uh, completing what they need to do uh, for, for being eligible to the NCAA. 
Um, and then you kind of mixed in there is, is our, is our skills coach, Justin Rye. So he'll come out and, and do some specific skills with certain players. And of course we have our goaltending coach, uh, Ron V2, who works with our goalies. So, you know, I always tell people uh, we're playing for a junior hockey team is like having a full-time job with overtime. Um, they're, they're constantly on the go. Uh, this year, a bit different because we can't be an SAB in the community and doing community events, which is a philosophy of mine that we have to do every year. Um, but on a regular year, our guys would be, you know, at the arena for, for four to five hours a day, sometimes longer, obviously, if there's a game. And then they'd be doing, obviously, their workouts and, and, and exercises afterwards. And then, of course, schooling on top of that. And then a priority, as I mentioned, mine is making sure we're in the community, uh, doing a variety of community events. Um, whether it's Terry Fox run or, or the Salvation Army kettle drives or, or uh, the school programs. Um, so it really is like, like it's everything thrown at you at once. Um, and, and it's a massive learning opportunity for everyone who comes into the Express organization. Uh, we we have, a, have a kind of a philosophy around the Express is, you know, uh, if I got every kid a scholarship, my job is not complete. You know, we have to get every kid a scholarship while making sure they're positive role models in today's society. Um, then our job is complete. Um, you know, I, I don't want to just send 20 guys, 23 guys off to school next year um, who, who aren't going to really, you know, move forward in a positive sense, right? We need to make sure, sure that part of our program is, is creating good young men um, who, you know, whatever they decide to do in life, is, is they're going to look back at their time with the Express and, and see that there was a, a huge positive influence on, on what they're doing now, um, so yeah, our program really like, you know, it, it, there's, there's so much inside of a program. It's, it's actually crazy. You know, I came, as I said, as a fan watching the Nanaimo Clippers be at the top of the game, won the 0304 Fred page cup champion. Um, you know, and, and from a fan standpoint, you see, it's great. You know, they, they get to live their dream, play hockey practice. Um, but there's so much inside of, of, of that dream. Uh, when it really gets broken down to it. And, and that, again, goes back to my, my, my huge thing on live in the present. There's so much going on now that if you look too far ahead, um, you're going to forget a piece that's now. And that piece you forget now is really going to affect you in your five-year plan. So, um, yeah, our program really, you know, encompasses everything. Uh, it's a great city to live in. Um, you know, I, I've obviously haven't been here very long, but I, I love the city and, and that's during a pandemic, right? So not everything's open sure. right now. <laughs> Once things sure. get reopened again and, and you can go to the bar again and enjoy a drink, I'm sure it'll be better. Um, but uh, no, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic program. A lot of great people, a lot of great billets. Um, you know, obviously billets are a backbone of a program uh, when kids are flying across the country to, to stay and have their second home. Uh, great volunteers, great staff. Um, yeah, I, I think many people who, who would come and experience the Express program will tell you that it's it's been hugely rewarding for them. And, and you know, we obviously hope that that continues and we continue to even get better um, as we move on too. Yeah, I think what I loved is just the, the everything we talked about was about development, right? As, as a person, as uh, on ice, off ice, and there's a lot for the kids to kind of use, use your organization as a vessel. And obviously really... I always like when you find a program and it comes down basically the kid, if he's willing to put in the work at uh, the hard work and, you know, obviously do what's asked of him. Um, it really leaves things down to effort and obviously ability and talent, but um, you're kind of giving all the, the kids, all the resources they really need um, to take a step with their game at that level, whether they're committed or uncommitted, um, you know, playing junior hockey, you're there because you're not ready to go to college yet. So uh, being able to get the most out of uh, the resources, uh, 
is so you can take that step and, and whatever that time is right to step into college and ease that transition i think is a really important aspect and it's great to hear that you guys are are investing in that kind of stuff and i think too just to bring this topic full circle i know you just threw a lot out and you talked about you know the, the skill development and the off ice and you know the bill of families but i mean if there was something that in your eyes you know obviously all these bchl organizations a lot of them for the most part are offering a lot of resources and have good programs and good coaching. But is there something in, that you would say maybe uh, differentiates Coquitlam from other BCHL organizations, whether it's uh, the community, uh, your hockey program? I mean, is there some aspect that you think really stands out, makes you guys different? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think I could name a lot of things. Sure. But I, I'm not going to necessarily disrespect other programs because every sure. GM and every coach is doing an incredible, uh, you know, thing on their own end. And, and it's incredibly tough to, to maneuver um, everything going on in nowadays. Uh, uh, I think, as I mentioned before, is, is making sure you have that proper support system, right? So when we start recruiting someone, make sure their support system is there. Uh, that's really what we offer here in Coquitlam. You know, every BCHL team is going to offer the highest level of, of training and development on ice. Um, I, I, I would hope and, and I, I'd expect all of my fellow 17 other teams to, to be doing the exact same off the ice and making sure that, you know, every you know, kid has the opportunity to continue to develop, uh, whether it be education, community work, et cetera. Um, but I think that's what we excel in, right, is, is, is we're that support system. We're here to, to push you um, to become a better player and a better human being. Uh, we're here to support you when you fall down, too, right? Um, you know, we're not just here to, to, to bark and yell orders at, at our players. Uh, we're here to, to make sure that they're supported um, and, and, and have every resource they need to be to have to be successful. Um, so we continue the open line of communication since day one with the parents as we do if they're in their third year with us and making sure that at any time my phone is available for a parent to call me if there's any type of concern, uh, whether it be with their, their kids play, whether it be with, with, with some off ice activities, uh, the education piece, maybe they're having a bit of struggle right now with, with um, some type of document needed. Um, so I think that the biggest thing that we offer, you know, is that support team, you know, you're coming here, you're part of our family. Uh, we're going to treat you like that. Uh, we're going to respect every single one of our players like that. Uh, and continue to, to work on their development and continue to work on their success plan so that they can be successful uh, following their junior career. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the Express do a, do a great job. Uh, I, I know we, we make sure we have the highest uh, development program on the ice. We, we maintain that, you know, off the ice, we, we, we are continue to push everyone and, and make sure that everyone uh, is succeeding. Um, do I think we stand out from other beasts? Of course we do, right? That's my job to tell you that. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I think that we offer a lot that other programs don't necessarily, you know, have the resources to offer. Um, but, uh, I think every team in the BCHL is doing an incredible job, um, at, uh, what they can be doing uh, during this time. Sure. Sure. No, I, I, I love, uh, I completely get what you're saying. And I think that's awesome. And, Again, they're all different, the organizations, but everyone's got that unique thing. So I always like to ask that question. And, and mm -hmm. I, I'm a big fan of the support staff. And I, again, if, if you're playing at a high level, then you expect the program to be operating at a high level. And obviously it sounds like you guys are doing that. Um, I think, I guess one, one other question, obviously getting a little bit back on the ice, you know, you guys have kids that are coming at, you know, 18, 19, 20. You also have, I think a people don't want some people don't understand you know, you have kids coming out of academies and midgets right to junior hockey. Um, you know, what, what do you find for some of those younger kids uh, or even just kids playing junior hockey for the first time um, that they struggle with uh, 
when they're transitioned to junior hockey, whether it's on ice and, and then even some stuff off the ice. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest transition, and it obviously depends the program you come from, um, is how intense junior hockey is, right? Sure. Uh, a lot of people will go from practicing maybe three times a week or, you know, or, or, or four times a week, but an hour a day, um, you know, so, so I think it, it comes into the intensity uh, on and off the ice. Right. So a lot of times people come from programs that you kind of are on your own. You still live at home. Um, there, there, there's weekend games, you know, mixed in there, maybe a tournament or two. Um, there's not a whole lot of um, specific things for, for you necessarily um, or, or really detailed information for, from on ice, off ice stuff. So I think when people get here, they're, they're overwhelmed the first couple of weeks of holy moly, this is a lot. You know, like I said earlier, this is, you know, I, I result junior hockey as a full time job with overtime. Um, and, and that's the biggest shock when, when, when kids get here is, you know, now you're playing in, in you know, quote unquote, the big leagues. Um, you're playing with players who, who, have been have been in the BCHL a few years now, so so their experience and talent is is you know probably more advanced than than yours, um, and, and so it's really and I tell players at the same time is is when you come into that it's going to be an overwhelming experience, but at the same time take that all in um, and, and know how how you know in a sense that that you've earned this you know you you've worked your butt off every shift every game every season every practice. Um, to, to, to earn this part of, of, of this experience now. So as much as overwhelming, as, as much as it's going to be a daunting task is when you go, how am I going to be able to practice like this five days a week and then go on road trips and then do some community events while keeping my school up too? Um, take it all in. Know you have the, the, the resource and the support team there to support you, to make sure you are successful. You know, uh, my biggest thing is you're not in this alone, right? This is a team sport and, and, and we're a family here with the Express. Um, so take it all in grasp it all, understand that this is a, a unique um, uh, challenge you're being presented, um, but you've earned it, right? Um, and, and I continue to, to remind everyone is, is you earned this uh, opportunity now. And then as you become a leader, um, as time goes on, the experiences, you know how the next rookie is going to feel when they walk into that dressing room on week one in August um, and, and, and be that support system for them now. Right. And so it's, it's that, it's that unique cycle that, that we always talk about is as things transition and, and players go from being a rookie to a vet and, and they get a few years in the BCHL is, is they know what it feels like to be that new rookie walking to that dressing room. And, and I, I expect all my players to, to uh, treat that, that newest person to our team with, with the, the respect that, that they were, were treated with and, and, and the support that, that they were given. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing I think that, that I've noticed is, just being overwhelmed and, 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 and totally trying to grasp the fact that this is a whole different program that you're going to go from what you were last year with your last team, whether it be a U18 team or an Academy team to the BCHL where it's intense. Uh, every day we're pushing you to your limits uh, every day, you know, you're going to need a pat on the back to, to get through it. And, and you're going to need to continue to fight and, and get better each practice, each shift, each game, um, but at the same time, just reminding my players, take it all in, uh, this opportunity you're getting now is, is you've earned it, um, and, and really, uh, you know, live it every moment, uh, and take the challenge. And like I said, the, the, the challenge is, is going to, what's going to define you as a hockey player and as a human being. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think too, going back to how kids are coming from programs where, they're, they're, it's just uh, a little bit more hands-off and, and they're playing hockey and getting their practice in. You know, here in the States, 
Um, and even you guys have, have a great, I love the academy set up, and obviously you guys also have the great midget programs too, but you know, some programs are preparing kids a little bit better than others, and they're a little bit more all in. And we have that same same kind of thing here in the States. I tell parents, like, if you're going to go and invest in, in, a, in a hockey program, make sure they're preparing your son for, you know, what, you know, at least, look, it's not going to be exactly the same, but have an idea of what junior hockey is going to be about. Because I, I would agree, I think, they get overwhelmed with the with just the schedule itself, you know, from nine to five, you're, you're yeah. doing this to this to this, and then they're expected to, you know, understand the systems and video. And, you know, some kids are coming out of prep school and, you know, they've, they've never had structure in their life for, for hockey. You know what I mean? And never mind. Yeah. No, and I think it goes far. back to that that whole piece of, of when we're recruiting you and asking you a thousand questions, do the same, right? Um, yeah. and, and really be comfortable with the program that you're going to be heading to and know at the end of the day, the support system is there. That's key in whatever you do in life. Um, you know, again, I, I mentioned I'm 25 years old. You know, I would not be a vice president GM of, of a junior hockey team without my support system. Um, so, you know, if, if the program lines with what, what you're looking for and you believe it's a great program and, and the facility is great and everything is checking all your boxes, the biggest box that needs to be checked. doesn't matter if, if you have 10, che- 10, 10 check boxes and nine are checked. If the support system is not checked, I would advise every player, every family, do not go, right? You need to make sure that is your biggest checkbox and it needs to be checked because when the days are tough or things are being, you know, things are getting overwhelming, um, you're, you're not doing as well that you thought you might be on the ice or you're having some trouble off the ice with, with your math exam um, or, or whatever it might be, maybe some family issues. In junior hockey, we deal with a lot of personal issues, whether it be girlfriends or, or, or buddies, uh, who, you know, or families, et cetera. Um, really, really make sure that that support system is checked off. Um, because if that support system checked off, um, you can continue to keep, you know, uh, putting a, a check mark beside the rest of the boxes. But know that if things um, happen to, to go sideways, and as we know in life they do, um, you're going to have that support team behind you. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice. And I think, like I said, some, some common themes throughout this conversation. And like I said, some stuff that players and parents can really take in and, and just let it marinate. And, and obviously, uh, you know, hopefully they can apply it to, to decisions that they're going to have in the near future. Um, like I said, a really informative discussion and obviously a lot of great information about BCGL equipment and obviously how a lot of things work as far as player procurement. Um, you know, obviously like I do with all my guests, I'd love obviously give you uh, the last word before we sign off here. Any advice you want to give outside of what you've already given or uh, information on uh, your organization or if people are interested? Um, obviously, I'd love to just kind of give you the last word here. Yeah, I appreciate obviously this podcast and, and really getting the word out there and on how this process works. And and uh, obviously, my biggest thing right now is, is we're in a global pandemic, which is, is certainly putting a lot of challenges on our industry. Um, but it's going to get better, right? We just got to continue to push through. And, and I know those who, who can't practice right now or those who are practicing with no contact uh, or some who are playing games right now, right? Uh, we just got to understand where we're at and, and, and where things will continue to progress and things will get better and the industry will get back up to a standard where it was before. Um, so, you know, I know you've heard it way too many times now, but uh, continue to push forward and, and, and things are going to be, you know, bright on the side. Uh, second to that as well is, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, um, any parent out there listening or any player who, you know, may not be, you know, with the express organization or, or interest in the express organization, but give a question, you know, feel free to reach out. Right. Um, I, 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 again, I said throughout this whole conversation, I like to think that, uh, uh, my, my phone's always on for, for anyone to ask a simple question and, and, uh, you know, again, 
feel free to reach out to me if there is a question you might have and and you know, you want to ask me again, you don't have to be part of the express organization. I've talked to, to many uh, families who are going through a process, whether it be in the BCHL or the Alberta Junior Hockey League or, or some state or some leagues in America. Um, you know, um, I just know it's, it's a daunting task that, that can be daunting for the family as well as the kid. And so at any time, please reach out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, if I can help in any way, um, that's that's kind of what my job is. Um, is to provide opportunities and, and, and guidance, I would hope, for, for anyone who has any questions. Yeah, again, thank you uh, for coming on and, and taking time and really appreciate it. And obviously, I hope for the best for everyone throughout North America, obviously, first for safety and two, that everybody can get back on the ice and compete. Um, and obviously, if you guys uh, get back to competing, I wish you the best of luck this year. Thanks, Toby. Thanks again for everybody listening to another episode of the Paragon Sports Consulting Podcast. Uh, again, excited to have another uh, at least 18 plus episodes uh, for you guys to listen. And um, you can follow us on social media at Paragon Athlete, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and feel free to check out our website, paragonsportsconsulting.com. Uh, look forward to having everybody listen next week and be safe. And uh, we'll talk soon.